Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get up, get up, get up. It's a get up show. She's so hot. I think she's attractive for someone who shoves food in her mouth. I don't care what you say. Hey, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> It's the Simon Says Podcast with us, the Get Up Show from 98.7 Simon. This is number 112. Yeah. Yes, it is. 112. Welcome to it. We're glad you're out there today. we got some calls coming up. If you ever want to be a part of the podcast, you can call 336-373-0987, and we'd love to have you on. Everybody doing all right? How's your spring? You doing spring cleaning? The only thing I spring cleaned was my yard. Yeah, you're boring with that, with your damn gumballs. I am this close to like... Calling someone to come do it for me. <laughs> to actually clean your house? Yes. How much? <laughs> I promise I won't really go through your stuff. No, I mean, I. it's one of those things where like, I, first of all, I hate to clean. And second of all, it's like gotten away from me a little bit. So that makes it even more daunting. And I'm just like, I just, I, I don't know if I could do it. Do you think cleaning people really do go through your stuff? No. Not all of them. Hmm. I didn't when I was a cleaning person. You never did. No. Why? Um, because there were other people there with me. <laughs> I would have lost my job. So had you been alone, you probably would have snooped around some, right? Because it's human nature to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, that was back in the 90s. So there were not cameras everywhere. I wouldn't do it now. Mm-mm. You can't do oh, anything. Yeah, you can't do nothing now. I know, man. There's a camera on you right now. Wait. Well. <laughs> no, but really, everywhere you go all the time, there's cameras all over. You can't sneak and do anything, which is on one side, you feel secure and you're glad that there's all of that. On the other side, what if you just wanted to do something crazy one time? Mm. You mean like jump your Tesla over a giant jump and down a hill? They found that guy, they think. Did they? They think he was this famous TikToker. Well, I think that was one of those things. You talk about you can't do anything and not get caught is that there were 46,000 people filming it at the same time. And then it's <laughs> yeah. like, it's that idea of like, oh, wait, I can get caught for a crime if everyone films it and posts it. It's like. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. you can. Yeah. And then there were those dudes who like smashed and grabbed uh like Beverly Hills jewelry store, cleaned cleaned them out in the middle of the day. And mm-hmm. every bit of that was on camera. That's like the new thing. Yeah. Isn't it like it I've Oh, been that's seeing not that. new. They've been doing that for years. But no, it, this year, this last couple of years where they'll go in and clean out a Walgreens or go in and clean out a Nordstrom, that stuff is new. That Just whole walking flash in mob. And, yeah, walking in, everyone oh, grabs a yeah, handful yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah, with and like runs a group out. of people. Yeah. Yeah. I would be terrified, man, if something like that happened. Or 
I join in because well, they never get caught. Considering yeah. the people that I see working at certain, let's say, drugstores, yeah, they're not going to stop us. Mm. Well, <laughs> if they're we told, go, they're, they are not going to stop us. They're told not to. All right, let's do some phone calls. Again, if you ever want to be on the Simon Says podcast, we'd love to hear from you. 336-373-0987. See what we got here this week. Hey, Simon, I just heard that lady and there, I forget her name, talking about relationships. Well, I'm a guy that's settled down, a little bit of age on me, 60, looking for a good woman. And there is none out there. They all want drugs and alcohol, and I don't want none of that. Well, that don't make him a bad woman. <laughs> he's it, talking about you, Charlie. Uh, uh, but I'm in a relationship. I'm not looking for one. Yeah, she's one. not looking for anything. Well, apparently, you made some allusion to there not being any good men out there in the world because this guy's stepping up to the plate. Are sure that was me? I thought we had a phone call that said that. Uh-uh. It was you. <laughs> it was you. It was not me. I have a great man. Okay. Maybe <laughs> he wanted to believe so badly that you were in search of it's a man. Possible. Hey guys, it's but, me, Charlie. But I, I like I like the alcohol, so he's not gonna like me. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, the drugs, but your guy can't get nothing. <laughs> See what's next. Hey Simon, my mama loves you. My wife loves you. My daughter loves you. I can't stand you. Uh, have a nice day. Oh, you know what, sir? <laughs> That's exactly how I want it. Yeah, three out of four. <laughs> you're over here. You're, yeah, you're being voted down. And we got all the ladies. And they run the house anyway, so nanny, nanny, neener. Hey, Simon. You were talking about that lady who eats the burritos. She can go out and get an 18 dozen eggs for 107. 18 dozen eggs? I don't. Uh, I think it's mean? eighteen eggs. Is it really only one oh seven? That's a good deal. At Walmart, they're pretty affordable. Come on. Pack of burritos for two dollars. <clears throat> Some sausage and hamburger uh-huh. for under fifteen dollars uh-huh. for everything, and make herself several meals for under fifteen dollars instead of spending twenty three. I don't know if that's true because she had the math worked out where she could eat every meal all week for twenty three dollars if she ate. Uh, a single burrito from Taco Bell for each meal because it's like a dollar and eleven cents. Okay, so we're talking three meals a day mm-hmm. times seven, so that's twenty one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she had it at twenty three because it was like a with little over a dollar. Yeah, with the change on it. But all those groceries would that get you through a whole week? She's talking about a, a box of burritos, eighteen oh. eggs, some sausage, some hamburger. I don't know, man. I think the Taco Bell deal still got it beat. Yeah, well, at Taco Bell, they probably have it pretty even on their portions. Like, it's exactly the same thing. You know, what if you heavy hand your eggs or your meat mixture at one point? Yeah. You you're, you're got a real lean burrito the next day. I love the guy who was commenting on this story that said he does that, but he takes it even further. He buys it all at once and then freezes it so he doesn't have to make multiple trips and that spend the gas money. It doesn't sound like a good <laughs> no, idea. No, it's not good. Oh, man. We used to get those Taco Bell like party boxes that yeah. just like slam full of yeah. steak and, and chicken soft tacos. We get them for like the kid's birthday. My sister had them one time and she had two boxes left over and they were in the fridge in her carport. And every time I walked by that thing, I'd reach in there <laughs> grab and a taco. grab a taco and then eat it on the way in the door. So nobody knew nothing about nothing. You can fold those down pretty small yeah. and you just out. You know, like one bite. I I have no idea how many of those I might have eaten. Because it was definitely every time I went by the refrigerator, but then a couple times I made a special trip. <laughs> I think I need to go outside I, yeah, for a second. I think I left something in the garage. I'll be right back. Mm. Is it in the box of tacos? <laughs> mm.
Why do you ask? Hey, Simon, I was trying to answer your trivia question. Um, is it a potato peeler by any chance? No. No. That was the <laughs> one about um, so many of us hadn't used one of these in the last six months, and then 2% of the population has never touched one. I bet the population that's larger than 2%. And the answer was a landline phone. Mm-hmm. I haven't had one in years. I still have one, but it got fried during a storm. And so now it's a paperweight. So I, but you, I do you still have a land yeah, phone number? Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's got messages on there from people who are no longer with us. Uh, you know you can get those, you know, right? You know that you work somewhere that has lots of audio recording equipment. Yeah. If there's ever a job where you could right. get those and save them. You know, I hadn't really thought of it. <laughs> but you guys are You're right. You're paying for a phone line you don't use, you, money bags. You can call, like, so you can call your voicemail, say, from here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. record it into so, uh, all of this fancy recording equipment. It's kind of emotional, you know? There's some messages from my grandmother on there during her last days and stuff. I don't know if... Do you want me to do it? Maybe. I think, but see, yeah, I feel like um, you run more of a risk of losing those, leaving them at the mercy of the phone company than by recording them onto something here and letting Maddie do it. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's Spectrum, too. Oh, God, you're never going to hear those again. I have somewhere in one of my boxes an answering machine that I had when I lived in D.C., and it still has all the messages on it. That's neat. Yeah. I want to plug it in, and I want to figure out how to get those off of there, too, because there's dead people on that, too. You've got dead people on (laughs) your phone. This isn't getting creepy or anything. Well, that's why I kept it, because there are a few people that I lost during that time, and their messages were still on that answering machine, so I still have it in a box somewhere. I've still got... I guess in my voicemail, I'm trying to think. I have all the uh, the phone, like a bunch of phone calls from my daughter. When she was little? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. It's not actually, well, she wasn't that little at the time, but yeah, still. What's that number? Anyway. All right. Put it down. <laughs> Sorry, I got distracted. I think it's my grandparents. They're still alive. You know, that answer machine, it was one of those silver cordless phones with the answer machine dock. You uh-huh. guys have seen those. I think yeah. so. Um, it's in a box with who knows what else and who knows where it is in my house. That's called a doom box. Didn't organize, only moved. Oh, that's what doom stands for. Yeah. yeah. I don't so, remember us ever saying it. <laughs> basically, instead of like getting rid of stuff you don't use or cleaning it out, you just put it into another box and put it away somewhere. I have so many of those. You know who used to do that? So this could be a sign that I'm a genius. Andy Warhol used to, every so often, he would take a, like a moving box and everything that was around him in his office space, he would just sweep it off the desk into this box, tape it up, and have it stored. Mm-hmm. Whatever was it. Could be cash. Could be an no. ashtray full of cigarette butts. Whatever he had around at the time, he would sweep off into a box. And those are still sitting somewhere. Is it where is my house keys? Storage? I think I left on the desk. <laughs> I want to know where his storage building is. And the other one is the Doom bags. And those are usually when you clean your car out. Oh, yeah. Whatever is in your car goes in the bag. And you go, "Uh, this isn't all trash. I'm going to set this over here and I'll go through it later. Yes, that happened when I just recently bought a new car and had to clean the old car out. And I had a like a reusable grocery bag. Yeah. Just threw everything in there and it sat in the kitchen for at least a month. Wait, have you gone through it? I have finally. Wow. What's it like? I did find lots of things. 
Lots of things that have been in my car for years. I'm talking like three cars, maybe four cars worth of those, and I've never gone through them again. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's like things you might need. Of course there is. This is when you start to see, this is a teeter-totter with you. You teeter between your collections and hoarder. Yeah. Yes. That's hoarder. Yes. Just boxes of crap and and the the your sentimentality to like certain items. Yeah. Like yeah, a phone line or like there's a way to get that and not collect things. Like there were probably at least six, um, maybe more Goodwill receipts from drop dumping off clothes at Goodwill and mm-hmm. then I was gonna write them off on my taxes, which I stuck it into the center console and yeah. then never got it again mm-hmm. you know from uh, that car was a 2013 so all these years there were quite a few of those in there um just a bit just junk it was a whole lot of trash yeah i mean there's probably baby shoes this goes back that far oh baby shoes Why are they in, in your car what were those babies wearing then oh there's always a random shoe in my car <laughs> Like the one I threw in Maddie's car one day when he had his window down. It was right. a random one boot that my kid had left in my car, and he was so nervy that he left his window down. And what happens then? You get a baby boot. <laughs> yeah, and I never got a baby. Where's that baby boot now? Oh, it's on my desk. On your desk. It's got <laughs> pins in it. <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing I am hoarding and that I'm a little bit concerned about, and I'm not the only one that does this, is boxes. Yeah, I'm. I'm the worst about good boxes. Yeah, good boxes. Can't even, it's like, you know, say I get an order from Chewy or something. And then I'm like, I mean, should I save this? <laughs> and I don't need everything. I'm not moving. I'm not going anywhere. But I always think about that. In my old house, I had in the garage, you know, the separated garage or whatever it's called, detached garage. It had a wooden crossbeam kind of attic area. And I just had all the moving boxes jammed up there. Ooh. And, and you know what happened? Huh. The mice and all the rodents ate and lived in all of that stuff. So I ended up finally pulling it all out and throwing it away. And I felt so much better about myself. Wow. That's kind of scary. I need to check my boxes. I got to check for rodents. <laughs> you have boxes in boxes? Yes. You have boxes of boxes. I have no, boxes of boxes. I always broke them down, but. Oh, no. Okay. Before I settled down <laughs> in with my man in the home that we live in now, I used to move quite often, like pretty much once every two or three years. So I had these ones from an old roommate worked at a like a window and door company. So they had these really thick, sturdy boxes. Oh, good boxes. And I had kept those for like 10 or 15 years because I kept moving them from one place to the other. And they were such good boxes. Well, you know, I've got a little bit of a shopping thing and stuff shows up fairly often. And there's varying sizes. There's little bitty boxes. Oh, there's medium sure. sized boxes. There's great big boxes. So I'll take them. It's like a Russian doll. Mm-hmm. So I've got boxes in boxes in boxes in boxes. Yes, uh, Doctor So and So. I'm yes. I'm here to work with Sean on his uh, collection of boxes. He's got boxes <laughs> in his boxes, and then some more boxes. Uh, hold on. Let me work on this goat path. I uh, almost <laughs> gave him away. One of the teachers at Kaiser was working on a project where they were turning them into little stages or something. And she put up a post that said, I need cardboard. And I was like, look, a home for all my boxes. I'm going to have to do this. And I thought, eh, a couple I of these, might are, need these are good boxes, man. <laughs> what if they're, what if like some local community group has like, mister, we're going to have a break dancing tournament, but we don't have any cardboard boxes. They'd have to put a whole lot of those little bitty ones together to make a <laughs> dance floor really out of it. it out. Even when I got my sous vide mm-hmm. a few yeah. years ago, that was a great box. I've still got that box. 
<laughs> All right, so mental note. You know, hey, what's to say that these boxes don't become a collector's item and suddenly they're worth money? Duh. What, what if there's a revolution where all the cardboard is suddenly like, you can't make <laughs> well, any new cardboard? Look, man. Corrugated boxes it, are the hot new commodity. Well, we know where to go. Look, look out, uh, Bitcoin. In my world, in some cases, the box is worth more than what came in it because the boxes were thrown away or destroyed. So, like, if you've got the original box from whatever, it doubles the value of the thing. Yeah, that only counts for, like, the Aquaman action figure, hey, not, <laughs> not your one. sous vide. Uh, uh, who knows how many years it takes for my, my real good <laughs> sous vide box to be worth more than the sous vide itself. Hmm. Does everybody know what a sous vide is? We do in the room. I doubt that I didn't before I knew the two of you. So I doubt that everyone does. It's like your own little sous chef. It's a heated wand that you put into a tank of water and you set the temperature and it heats the water perfectly and maintains whatever temperature that is. And then you either par or fully cook your food in it. Like if you want to make rare ribeyes, you set the thing for 130. You put the steak in the bag, you put it in there, it could go for an hour and a half to four hours, then you take it out and just sear the outside real hard and you've got the perfect rare so ribeye. you're basically, it's almost like boiling it, but it's in a bag so yeah. it doesn't get water. The water never touches it. And you're keeping it at that set temperature so it doesn't overcook. Right. Although you can, you can leave it in there too long and it- and It messes it, with the texture, that's all. And it's still, it's still recording. You don't know this where you are, but we're in the middle of a storm and the lights just flickered and Maddie looked like the scaredest little puppy. <laughs> Look, man, in Look, this, when this place, the you never know. The last thing you want to happen here in this radio station where everything is computerized is for the power to flicker. All right, let's get some more calls real quick. Hey, Simon. I've got a friend who still has a bag phone that plugs into your car cigarette lighter and you set the little antenna up on top of the car and believe it or not, he can still dial out and use it. It is the craziest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Love you guys. Take care, man. Great morning show. Hey, thank you, man. That I was wonder, more talking about the telephone thing. I wonder if it still costs them $45 a minute. God, they were ridiculous. That would be awesome if it was like, yeah, you you, you may get to dial out, but you're using old-timey. <laughs> the phone company from 1989. I remember my friend John Lewis Rawls Mundy was the first person I ever knew that had a mobile phone, and it was one of those bag phones, and he carried it like a purse because mm -hmm. he wanted everybody to know he had that thing. But it was cool, man. You think of stuff to call, my but then had one. then you remember how much that cost. Yeah. And did you did you know that if you play with the numbers on that, it'll mess it up, and you have to have it reprogrammed? Like if you just dial randomly. Because I was so fascinated by it, I was like the kids who break their like, boop, boop, yeah, boop, boop. the kids who break their uh, parents' iPhone because they try to put in their their uh, passcode too many times uh -huh. and it's locked. That happened with those old phones. Oh, because I just he was out of the car and I was sitting there. Beep boop beep beep boop boop. <laughs> this is so cool. This isn't hooked up to anything. This is a phone in my hand in a car. Boop beep boop 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 beep boop boop. <laughs> hey man, did you mess with my phone? No. no. Yeah, that's the that, okay, that is always the answer. No. No, huh? why? Well, that's weird. <laughs> Something happened to it? Oh. Yeah, I had to get it reprogrammed. Oh, you did? No, that's Gosh, a bummer. That's crazy. I wonder what happened. Hey, look, a bird. <laughs> beep, boop, beep, beep. <laughs> Here we go. Hey Simon, I figured out how you do it. You got a split personality. Well, the secret's out now. How do you we? do what? You know what we do. That reminds me, remember the movie Identity with John Cusack? No. Who else was in that? Uh, it was hardcore, man. They were all stuck in a hotel. 
I, I hate to do a spoiler on it, but this was the one time I bought a bootleg movie. There was uh-huh. a guy at a flea market on the side of the road in Warren County, and he had all these movies stacked up. And I had heard about the movie Identity. It had just come out in theaters. And I picked up the box, and he goes, yeah, man, that movie is crazy. That guy's got multiple personality disorder. And that's the whole secret of the whole thing. You don't find that out. Oh, you don't know it. Oh, man. Yeah, you just ruined 2003's identity. (laughs) Great movie, though. Oh, it has Amanda Peet in it. I loved her. Who else is in it? John Cusack was the main guy. Ray Liotta. Yeah. Uh, And that's pretty much it. Okay. But yeah, if you ever get a chance, I'm sorry that I ruined the (laughs) shock ending, but the dude did it to me when I bought it. That was the first thing he blurted out. That's terrible. That's like the um, Icy Dead people movie yeah those icy dead people are so you know cold. cold you gotta heat them up <laughs> you know what i mean what's the name of that dumb movie uh, sixth, sixth sense sixth sense yeah hey simon the man with the chickens he probably the colonel sanders told him how to do it you know what you're right papa g is colonel sanders near kernersville yeah <laughs> it's named after is that Kerner. the farmer with the chicken in his yeah but yeah, Kernersville oh. is named after Kerner Sanders. <laughs> yeah, there was like this. Was he six hundred pounds? The, the he was farm- up there. He was a big boy. He, uh, he was an egg farmer and somehow got a live chicken up there. Yeah, <laughs> and it was I, behind. I, I don't think it's a somehow. I mean, I guess the somehow is like, how did you really end up pulling that off? I don't I think, think it was an accident. He was walking around naked and sat down. That's what I think too. And I, had no idea the chicken was there. I don't think there. that's how how the body works. I feel like it won't just. It's not like a cartoon. But Dude, he's 600 pounds. Yeah, he's so big. The chicken could have got in there, and he was trying to, Now, you know, I don't wh- know how it was still alive. Was it? Well. Did it come out alive? I think so. And did it say, so. <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> so <"Pacaw?"> I think you got to let that chicken go at that point. I think oh. that chicken deserves a, a free <laughs> new life. <laughs> He needs to go in the witness projection he trem- program. He trembles his way back into the pen. They're like, where you been, Carl? And he's well, like, oh, I've seen, seen some stuff. things. I don't, you don't ever want to see. They open the hospital door and say, go ahead, dude. You're oh, free. McDonald's You're free. farm. Oh, no, I've seen stuff. <laughs> I think it's conceivable that it could have possibly been an accident. Do you think that was the first thing he attempted? See... I, you're you're thinking about it a different way than I am. Of course I am. Yeah, yeah. He you're had a chicken ch- somewhere uncomfortable. You're turning it, it back, happen. though. I think it was an accident. Yeah, I think it was these, an accident. I'm sorry. Every time there's one of these stories, it's like you're saying, it's like the ER stories. Like, how did Buzz Lightyear end up there? And that wasn't an accident. That's but what the I'm person saying. also wasn't so big that he might not see what he was sitting on. Yeah. I, I think somebody that big couldn't reach to do that on purpose. Right, his arms aren't that long. Yeah, I, th- I really think it was Maybe an someone accident. did it for him. Ah! <laughs> That's got to be a good friend right there. <laughs> One of the other chickens, they didn't hey, like this guy. The hey farmer man. in the Dell, isn't that, isn't that what the Dell does? <laughs> hey man, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing? <laughs> Nothing? Why? What's up? I need your help with something over here at the farm. Okay, what is it? I'll just tell you when you yeah, get you here. Get here. <laughs> <laughs> do you got any gloves? Hey, Simon, I was just wondering, is there anyone out there who just has a dirty, nasty, filthy yard all junked up and they just don't know what to do with it? Because I have a solution. Clean the mess up because your neighbors are tired of looking at it. Wow. Woo! 
Thank you, Simon. Well, I, I hope he feels better. I feel like he's referring to a personal <laughs> issue. I like when people use the Simon Linus therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it happens all the time. It's like passive aggressive. Feel free to use us for your passive. therapy. No, there was nothing well, passive about well, it. Well, it's passive because he's not saying it to the neighbor directly. Uh, he's using the I radio to. We used to have this yard across from us that was really and truly just disgusting. There were cars. There was, you know, the thicket had grown up where the yard used to be. There was trash all mm-hmm. in there. And when they went and cleaned it out, it was like rats on parade. Oh, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Rats and snakes and. Tigers and bears. Oh, my. Did you guys ever have one of those neighbors who was, like, protesting another neighbor and then put up, like, a specific display? Like, in my hometown, there was a guy whose neighbor was upset because he had parked a semi at the fringe of his property or something. (laughs) Okay. Or he wanted to do, like, build a barn. And the other neighbor was was fighting fighting him with the city. So Mm -hmm. he did the reasonable thing, put the semi out with a big sign saying, like, my neighbor is, you know, Oh, I love it. I hate you. And piled trash all over, like, (laughs) like, to specifically block their view. Yeah. Like, I I feel like I've seen that more than once. But there was specifically one where I grew up in New Hampshire. A friend of mine had that happen. He was in a little bit of a battle over whose property was where. And so when the neighbor found out where his property line was, he stacked all of his, like, I saw crap right there. Right on the line. Yeah, right there up to his house. Yeah. That is actually one of the the fun lanes to go down. That's that's big on the Karen talk. It's a lot of that property line dispute and crazy oh, yeah. neighbors. Mm-hmm. There's some really neat people out there. Like I I really am blessed by the neighbors that I have and have had that I've never had one of those. And I don't think I've ever been that person either. I don't know. I think you probably were. <laughs> hey Simon, this is Tim uh, calling back again. I'm the guy who said uh, the interview with Robert Blake would be awesome. Yeah. Uh, if Maddie and Charlie don't want to be there, I will gladly sit there with you, Sean. Not a problem. I will be there with bells on to be able to do this interview with you if you <laughs> wanted to. Um, uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you for all that you do. And if you want to reach me, uh, you know, for any other reason to find out what type of, you know, to find out where you can get a good copy of Sweet Home Chicago, call me at 336. Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work. Bye. Maddie, he's trying to take our job. What's Sweet Home Chicago? It's Blues Brothers song, and I believe we've played it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we've played that, but he missed it. That breaks my heart when people want to hear a song so bad, and then they don't hear it when we play it. Like it's- the guy that wants to hear Cats in the Cradle. He calls every week, and he's sadder and sadder each week. But we've played it like three times for him. Well, also, it's funny because some of these ones are hard to find. Like, we've had some where we're both like, how do we find this and find a decent enough copy to put on the air? So we go, and we spend all this time, and we find these songs. And then it's like, hey, Simon, I missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, no, they don't even say I missed it. They say, you don't ever play my song. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the one. And it breaks my heart. It's like, I want to call everybody back. Listen at specifically this time at this. Yeah. I mean, other than that, there's no other way to say other than, hey, on Friday, listen from 6 a.m. straight through to 9 a.m. nonstop because your song will probably be in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, the update on Robert Blake is kind of bad. Um, You know, I had contacted them to try and set up that interview and... The last thing I heard was he has now taken down his whole YouTube account and his website is gone and his assistant doesn't know why. Oh, that's weird. Isn't it? Well, he's like that. You know, he's 
He's volatile. Doesn't have anything to do with a certain somebody out of Greensboro, North Carolina, who would not leave him alone. <laughs> Might be because he's trying to get some privacy. <laughs> I, who I ordered doubt 46 it. books and had him sign different things in every book. And I doubt it. And I told you that one book looked like he'd thrown it and it was all beat up. And the Maybe. <laughs> it probably was the last one. He's like, I'm tired of signing these he hasn't done any and then you just blew him up i mean really the book looks like he threw it and then kicked it down the stairs and then dragged it behind his car he did and and then you know how they have the page the blank page between the the cover and the the title page Yeah. yeah that's where he signed all the other ones but on this one that was raggedy cut out like he did it with a knife and he signed on the hard piece like he had signed something nasty and thrown the book he was like stop Order yeah. box, you <laughs> jerk. Leave me alone. But I'm worried about him now because, you know, with, with his YouTube channel, he used to put up these little videos where he would give acting lessons or he would just tell you stories and stuff. And I was just getting into it. I had like 28 more to watch. You were just about to become a real full-fledged actor. Yeah. I was getting close, man. See, I'm <laughs> acting now. Now what are you going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do because I haven't heard what's going on with him. It's It does bother me, you know? I'm sure it wasn't because of you. What are the lost skills? What skills have we lost? And is this because of the internet? Uh, you don't know. Yeah, no. A lot of it is. So, like, for instance, writing letters, map reading, remembering okay. phone numbers. Okay. Writing uh, letters is an email. Map reading is a uh, GPS. An app. Knowing proper grammar is spell, you know, Ugh. thesaurus and spell check. There's not going to be. It, it, no one corrects you, though. I mean, it gets to the point because we all were like when, when the Internet first started and we're all kind of grammar nerds and we were kind of, oh, God, I can't stand it. And now yeah. if I corrected every person, that's all I would do. And it now it's it's more of an affront to them when you do it because it's so accepted to use a there, there or there or your, your or your. That you can't and use that skate skate that damn apostrophe. <laughs> Look, get man. that apostrophe uh, off of there. I could care less about this conversation. Oh, I'll kill someone. <laughs> um, things like uh, handwriting. Yeah. Uh, hand washing your clothes, which who does that anyways? Have, none of us have done that either. Uh, just to my delicates. Stamp collecting. <laughs> ah, is that uh, that's a philatelist? Excuse me. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> you got to stretch real good for that. And then um, preserving foods such as pickling. Uh, making your still own, do a lot of making that. your own foods like jam, cheese, and bread. You do that. You and your wife do that. That's all her. I don't. I don't do that. Uh, pottery making and reading. Hmm. Reading. Yeah, I really dig Audible. <laughs> Are you <laughs> listening to more dude, audiobooks? dude? It, I I <laughs> I barely read as it was, but if you're gonna tell me like. Dave Grohl is going to read a book to me or the Beastie Boys are going to read a book to me. Mm -hmm. But that's different. Having a celebrity read it to you is very different than just random voice actor reading a book out loud. I want to hear the Dolly Parton book, Run, Rose, Run. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought the book and now it's sitting there mocking me because it's a whole thick book. It's got a lot of words. Can I borrow it and read it first and then I'll let you know if it's any good? Are you waiting for her to show up and read it to you? (laughs) I don't know what I was thinking. (laughs) That he would like. Honestly, I don't know. She might. You know what? She's like, forget audio book. I'll come to your house. I'll read your book. You know what? She's just that cool. Who's going to play her in the movie? Oh, she likes uh, Kristen Chenoweth. It's not not a done deal, but she likes, but she also said that they would probably need like three dollies to get through the various stages of her career. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, definitely. But I mean, back when she was trying to do it, they, I guess before the pandemic, they were really trying to do it as a Broadway musical kind of thing, mm. like a you know, like Alanis Morissette's kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, and so she really liked Kristen Chenoweth to be her. I Other, can see Kristen that. Except, joke that she was missing 
two valuable things. Uh, she's she's a guitar and a boots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, yeah, a wig. Yeah, that was all. You're right. Kristen Chenoweth, though, she I feel like she would overdo it. She's, Can you overdo it if you're Dolly? No, I mean the actual acting because Dolly herself, her personality is more a little all shucks and mm-hmm. she's so sweet and everything and cr- everything I've ever seen Kristen Chenoweth in, she's always like, bah! you know, just full she, on in your face. She was actually a mime in one of her more famous roles as Mr. Noodle's sister, Miss Noodle. That was her? On Elmo's World. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yeah, man. You better recognize. Oh, Mr. Oh, Noodle. Miss yeah. Noodle. What do you think? Would you sit down? Because we watched so many days and months worth of Elmo back in the day when our kids were little. What do you think it would be like to sit down and watch one of those now? I did. I was. <laughs> I took, I had, remember I told you, I took my car to Green Ford the other day, and I sat there, and, <laughs> and the, it was on PBS. And so I watched, like, kind of was listening, kind of wasn't. It was like all these kids' shows. Yeah. And the guy came in eventually and was like, oh, man, I'm sorry, gentlemen. It was another guy, too. And he was like, I let me, I don't know who left this on this. Let me change it over to something else. I'm like, honestly, man, I've learned a lot about problem solving <laughs> and getting things done. Like, but it's real. It's, it is funny because it was like, there was one I was getting so mad. There was these kids in New York City. New New York York City! In the park, and their dad was talking about growing up in Puerto Rico and this specific frog, and the kids are like, we're going to go find that frog. And it's like, you dummies, it's native to Puerto Rico. You're not going to find, like, and they're, like, getting so bummed out that they're finding, and they're finding frogs. Like, they found three other kinds of frog, but you're not, like, going to find the one that's native to Puerto Rico in New York City. You don't know. New York City. (laughs) Did you call them up and let them have it? I didn't. But what I learned about problem solving was the the one kid, because all the other kids are like, this is dumb. Uh And the one kid's like, I know what we can do. We'll pretend and you can pretend to be that frog and it'll be like, I'll find you. And then they were like, ah, they went for that. So then they found the frog. Yeah, that's kind of a ripoff. Well, totally. again, it's better than trying to find something that's native to, you know, it's like, well, hey. they don't know what native means. They're little kids. I'm going to go find polar bears down in <laughs> the park. At, I can't. At Center you, City. Hey, go down to the zoo in Asheboro. Polar bears. Boom. In your face. Well, you they, can, they, you ship find, the, they ship those in. You can find anything anywhere. That's how those frogs get here. They they catch a ride. You know, there's a <laughs> oh, shipment of. Yeah, they jump in somebody's car. Yeah. Do some hitchhiking. I, I, I still, at this point, I was, I was. Becoming irate. I actually was a little bummed out though, because I, I was kind of hoping some of the ones that I used to love, like Nihao Kailan ah. or uh, Wonder Pets. Um, Wonder Pets was always one of my favorites. Umizumi, Team Umizumi. Yeah, they were a little bit much. Fresh uh, Beat Band. Oh, God. And then that stupid Caillou. Oh, I hate that little whiny. I used to love to oh. ask my daughter when she was little, what color hair does Caillou have? It's fleshy. No oh, hair. He's the worst. Hey, that's going to do it for us on podcast number 112. We got you. And if you ever want to be on here, 336-373-0987 is the number. You can use that to make requests for Bet You Won't Play It Friday, too. And go to 987simon.com and check us out on the radio sometime if you're bored and got nothing else in the world to do. Got a final thought, Charlie? I uh, got to shout out Cousin Mark, one of our tens of listeners. It's his birthday this week. Oh, spankings are coming, Mark. What about you? <laughs> You're not going to find a frog that's native to another country just because you want to go find it. I'm going to find it now. It's a life lesson. And put it in your face. He's really mad about this. Go find that Puerto Rican frog and rub it all in your face. Ooh, it might be one of those good licking frogs. Ooh. (laughs) Don't freak out, man.
next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.